Hello, and welcome back to the Josh and Anna podcast. We are your hosts, Josh and Anna. Anna, how are you doing today? I'm doing fantastic. Yeah? How are you? Good, good. A little stressed because I've been reading the news, but I don't think you have been, so... No, I've been on a a news diet lately. That's a good thing to do. Yeah, I get get very anxious. Do you get the news hunger pains? Like, you want to pull up your phone and just do it? I I mean... (laughs) No, not anymore. I used to be really into Twitter. Mm-hmm. Oh, that was your thing. Like yeah. you looked at Twitter trending, and you would read your news from that. Well, uh, kind of. I I would go to the trendings, but I would more follow people that shared news, and then I would click on whatever they shared, and I would read that. Um, but it's Twitter is a very mean place. Oh yeah. It makes you feel kind of sick a little bit. Well, I think humans have a tendency towards negativity. Well, yeah, but you go to Instagram and people are sharing pictures of their dogs. You know, it, it's right. it's something more positive. There's something about Twitter that makes people be very mean. There's been so much study on that exact topic. <laughs> but I think part of it has to do with the cramming your entire argument down into 180 characters. Or is it more now? Yeah, I guess? it's more. It's more now, but it used to be, it used to be a lot less. 140. Yeah. And so I don't think that's a productive way to do anything. Yeah. I think having long form is the only way to figure it out. Like where two people are sitting down and you talk for hours yeah. and you really hammer out what you think and what the other person think. You, you get time to get to know them. Right. Now they do the people have this, there's this thing on Twitter that they do threads and then Threats. they just like put a, a little, you know, thread. Oh no. Of knitting emoji. And you know that it's going to be a uh, sequence. Of so you have tweets. to click on it. I've seen this. And then you see multiple, like yeah. part one of seven. When they really want to explain something and it's like, oh, this is, this is this, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, There's why. That. And that, yeah. I've, I've written little essays and I realize on Twitter it just looks weird because you just have this one of 12 and yeah, they have exactly. to, you have to scroll through it. Exactly. And I, I would, if I'm really interested, I would do it. But at some point first, it really gave me anxiety to it brings bad things about me you know i don't like how i feel when i read what people say it makes me be mean back even in my head like i'm not talking to anybody i'm just reading it but it makes me look at something goes like what a dumb (laughs) what a dumb person you know and then i say things in my head that i don't want to say to a real person in real life and i don't like that i don't like something that brings the the side of me as a human being that i don't want to feed and I keep feeding it by just reading, you know, news that don't change my life at all. Like, none of this stuff that we read changes the way that I live my life. Like, any decisions you make throughout the day, none of them are influenced. Exactly. The decisions that are really influenced usually come from, uh, like, podcasts or videos that we watch about health. Then we make decisions like, oh, maybe we should try this. Or maybe you should try that. That is the most that I've been able Videos on gardening. You know how my, my Instagram is all gardening stuff? Because I garden and I like when other people share their stuff because I learn a lot. Those are the things that really influence me. But the things that I read about the news, about what's happening in the world, oh, this thing just exploded somewhere. That doesn't influence me in, in any productive way. It only influences my anxiety levels. And it raises it to a ridiculous 
amount and I feel like the world is ending and I feel like I need a, a, a bunker. Is that what you call it? Yeah. <laughs> One of those underground bunkers. I want to build a bunker. That's what I want. <laughs> it's it, you. If you read enough news, mm-hmm. you go enough rabbit holes, eventually you're in the bunker state where you're I, like, I feel like, we need a bunker. We I need feel like John Malkovich pa- on that movie Red and he's like a crazy guy and, oh, and yeah. he, he's, you know, he has a decoy person on his house and he actually lives in a bunker. I feel like doing that whenever I read the news. So now I have a few rules. If I read anything, it has to be during the day. It can't mm. be before I go to That's bed, uh, which we created the no phones in bed rule. No phones in bed rule. You're not very good at that. Rule. Sometimes I break it, but it's more for you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you. I thought it was a team effort. It, it is in spirit. <laughs> I love that for You're you. So shameless. <laughs> <laughs> but but yeah, it, it, I think it's important to have boundaries because we don't think about how powerful and influential social media is in our lives. Yeah. And combined with humans' tendency towards negativity mm-hmm. and combined with our reductive thinking, I feel like it's a, such a habit I get into is I want to reduce things to an idea, you know, mm-hmm. and I want to be like, okay, this either fits within that idea or it doesn't. Right. You know what I was like, realized now that you've talked about this that I don't post as much as I used to when I was single. And I was reading some of my journal because I journal a lot. And some of what I, uh, the way that I journal is some of the things I just say good things that happen in my day, which is one thing that really helps me with gratitude. And the other thing is sometimes I write prayers. You know, sometimes I don't really know how to process something, so I pray, but it's easier for me to write them down than say it. And today, while I was organizing my room, I was going through these prayers that I did on my old notebooks. I was like, oh, what is this notebook about? And there's five different notebooks. All of them has some kind of content. They're all very similar. Some of them has, you know, lyrics for a song. Some of them has classes, and some of them has prayers. And I was reading them, and I was so miserable. <laughs> You know, I only write down the prayers when I'm going through a difficult time and I'm reading through these things, all of the things that I used to feel about a certain situation, that situation doesn't exist anymore. I'm not sad about the same things anymore. I'm not alone anymore. I'm married to a wonderful person and I have a great life. (laughs) I have such a great life and I don't post as much. And part of it, it's because I'm comfortable. You know, I'm comfortable with my reality life. I like my reality life better. But the other thing is I don't want to, I don't want the validation that you get online, you know? So sometimes I have an awesome outfit and I think like, oh, I should take a picture of my outfit and post it. But I usually don't. I forget about it because I dress up mainly for myself and for you. And we go on trips, we barely post anything. Doesn't that make sense though? Because while you're single, you're in a completely different mindset of your... You know the term peacocking? Uh-huh. It's like you go out with a certain, like a really, really bright hat right. so people will notice you. Right. I feel like once you're married and uh-huh. you've settled down and you're you're living with your significant other, mm-hmm. it's a different season. Like your whole mindset changes. Right. And I feel like it's subtle at first, mm-hmm. but then it starts influencing different things. Like I also have very little desire to post ever. Right. You know, and, and I used to post everything right i was on the extreme side i'd be like hey guys i'm at, I'm at breakfast and look at these waffles hashtag waffle life you know i was ob- i was annoying i was obnoxious like my if i was hanging out with my friend like brian for example he'd be uh-huh. like you post a lot bro and i was like i know it's a problem but for me it was either 
I posted everything uh-huh. or I would post nothing. Yes. And I'd go months without posting anything. Right. It's like a momentum thing. Like I had to keep posting to keep up that momentum. Yeah. And the second, it's like when you're really busy one day and you're running around, you're doing a bunch of things. But the second you lay down, right. you like take a three hour nap. <laughs> you know, your body's like, finally, I got some rest. So I had to keep myself active with that. But I had a desire to do it, I think, because mm. it was like a psychologically different situation. Yeah. And once I found my life partner, I, I guess it had a lot to do with that. Yeah. Psychologically. Yeah. It's it's just I. So in my mind, I was thinking about this today while I was doing all of this. I was thinking like, I am glad that my life now is more enjoyable than whatever reaction I can get from strangers on the Internet. So I feel like a good goal is to make your life, you know, enjoyable enough that you don't want to post about it. Hmm. Because I discovered that the more people post, normal people, not, you know, you're trying to make your business go up because that's work. I've been trying to do that. I've been trying to just create content. It's so difficult because it's actual really hard work and you have to keep up with it but i have to force myself to do it because otherwise you know my page will go on forgot forgotten and it's not going to grow but normal people post more when they're unhappy and when they're trying to get people's attention like mm. if you feel lonely if you feel like you know you need some praise you need for me it was definitely just trying to get it get myself out there get yeah. get attention yeah where i'm like i'm single af like i want to get myself out there i would be like you know posting selfies posting pictures with my boys you right. know posting the activities that i would do like right. oh i'm skimboarding now it's like why did i feel i never stopped to ask myself like why do i feel like every time i did an activity mm-hmm. i felt the need to pull my phone out right and get it on snapchat get it on instagram get it on twitter right like why did i feel the need to do that mm-hmm. and now i feel zero desire to do that yes it's probably sex yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was probably finding a partner right it was probably this innate this really deep rooted desire to mm-hmm. put yourself out there until you're able to find someone to pro- reproduce with right you know it, it's really weird to think about in that way but i think that's pretty much it i think it's a huge part of it and i think a good goal for people you know it's to make it a goal to make your life more enjoyable so enjoyable that you don't feel like posting anymore like now i feel like posting my vegetables yeah i'll post things i'm proud of yeah exactly exactly if i make a food that looks good I like photographing them and posting a picture. So it's like, it's like showing my kid. You yeah. know, it's like, look at this. I made this, you know, <laughs> isn't it beautiful? <laughs> you know, yeah. I want to share that I'll kind of stuff. I'll post things also that I think are genuinely interesting to me. Yes. Those are the things I'll see an article and I'm like, wow, that is interesting. And I'll yeah. repost that yeah. or, or, or I'll see this really interesting t- statistic. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that's interesting to me. So something right. that truly is like, sparking my my attention and focus Mm -hmm. and my desire i'll be like that's something i can redo right you know and and post out about but other than that any activity i'm doing if i'm like you know i got a new car and i'm like i I, zero desire to post it yeah and i think it's so interesting you know to think about the why Mm -hmm. yes it's so interesting it just you know it's just a reflection that i was even when people are trying to throw shade at each other they do it online so they post things that are meant for another person to see like you're miserable it's not a good place to be if you're just spreading the little seeds of resentment that you have negativity exactly well those are the most miserable people (laughs) if you feel the need to put out that much you got to think of like it's like from the outpour of the mouth the heart speaks yeah so it's like where are you at emotionally yes that made you spread so much negativity right 
So it's it's a good reflection to have this conversation about, you know, how you consume the news, how you use social media, how how you feel like during the day. Do you have to share everything? Do you have to take a selfie? Know, like, I still enjoyed my life. I, you, you right. know, your point of have make your life good enough that you don't feel like you need to share it. Like, mm-hmm. I felt like there was a part of that for sure. Mm-hmm. For me personally, it was less about my happiness as mm. it was my singleness. Where I was like, I just yeah. want to put myself out there and get some DMs. You right. know what I mean? Right. But if, you, if you're if you doing that, then a part of you is missing. A partner. Sure. So, so that, your goal is to sense, get a partner. Yeah. In that sense, I was. Yeah. And there are people. I know people. They are dating or they are married. And they're still doing the same things. And like the question behave. is why? Exactly. Exactly. So everyone's different. So maybe yeah. maybe people have different motivations. Maybe they view right. that as like, I'm doing this as building my brand. And right. I'm, I'm eventually going to start my own business. Right. So there could be financial. Yes. Um, What do they call them? Financial incentives behind that. I couldn't think of the word incentives. <laughs> I mean, that happens all, to me all the time. I'm a foreigner. You know, it could be an economic incentive, basically. Right, but that's what I said. If you have, uh, if you're doing it for your business or if you're doing it for your brand, like you said, it's it's something else. But I'm what I'm, the only thing I'm saying is, it's good to be aware of your own motivations. I think as human beings, and I'm philosophing so much right now, but as human beings, we don't know our own motives most of the times about simple things. I sure don't. I <laughs> we don't know ourselves. The you way know what? What I think I do. That's when I get the most. Uh, the most concerned that I don't because I, I know there's so many layers of myself yes. that I don't understand. It's like, the second that I think I start to get it, I'm mm-hmm. like, there's no way. There's, there's no a, way this is it. There is a lot of things about me that I learned after we got married, you know, and I only learned them because you started questioning them. And I thought about that uh, by listening to Gordon, to Jordan Peterson talk about him and his wife when they got married. Hmm. And he said, like, you know, um, she was saying that it was miserable. Their first year of marriage was miserable, which was not our case. But we definitely fought more on our first year. I, I guess. But did we? Like, I cannot remember an argument we've had. I like, can. <laughs> okay. No, okay. It, fair. it was rare. It was like once every two months we would have an argument. That probably, often? Probably not. Probably less than that. It's like you have to go into what do you classify as an argument argument? Because I feel like we only had one, maybe two arguments while we were dating. That were like real arguments, oh, yeah. arguments. Yes. But that was it. Yeah. And I, I would say that when we were dating, it's like, this is not bad. People do have arguments and we don't have that many arguments. So that's I, a good thing. We have both dated people. Mm-hmm. And I remember having arguments with others that were, you know, once a week mm-hmm. or even once a day. Mm, that's know? that's not good. Right. And so I remember just going into our relationship being like from the get go being like, this is so easy. You know, because yeah. I've had so many that weren't easy. And I didn't know. You know, especially yeah. in the beginning, you don't know. Yeah. You have nothing to compare it against. Yeah. Like, maybe you're just miserable all the time. Like, I didn't know. <laughs> and then you, you meet someone, you're like, this can be so easy. Yeah. And it, there are times, of course, where it's worked. Yeah. You know, of like putting your partner ahead of you. And it's yeah. an intentional decision, especially mm-hmm. when you don't want to. That's when it's most important. Yeah. But like, you, it is work. Certain things yeah. that you don't want to do, but yeah. you do for the other person. And so there's that aspect. Yes. But most of the time, let's say 99.999% of the time, mm-hmm. I think about it like, my goodness, this is easy. Like, is there something really bad about to happen? Because <laughs> like, this is so easy. I'm like, yeah. 90% of it is just picking the right partner. 
Yeah, like that is. is so important. All it that is. upfront work, just pick the right partner, and the rest you fi- you'll figure it out. Right. But you know, it's not that easy either because you could pick the right per- partner, but they might not be the right. You might not be the right person for them, or vice right. versa. I mean, and you have to be. This is why it's important to be honest to yourself and know your own intentions. One of the prayers that I read today, I was laughing by myself alone in my room. And, you know, there's so many things that I was reading. I was like just thanking God for everything that, for the ways that he's led me through. Like that sermon that we heard today, you know, sometimes you don't understand what's going on. But at some point you have glimpses of what what happens. Like, oh, I needed to go through that so I would get here. You know, something bad happened, but it made me realize something good, etc. And I was reading this prayer when I was dating my ex. And I, before I dated my ex, before, you know, when we were friends, and he showed interest in me and I wasn't into him anymore. And I wrote down, it's like, there's this guy who is really interested in me. And he said he really wants to marry me, but I don't feel the same way at all. And I'm writing this to God. Like nobody would read that. It's just me and him. I don't remember any of this, but I read this and I was like, I knew it back then that that was not the right person. He talked me in, into it, you know, and I convinced myself that that was, that that was it. But I knew, sober Anna knew that that was not a good thing. I didn't want it. And then I convinced myself that, you know, it was good enough. It's not a Josh, but, you know, I had met you before. It's that didn't work. So I thought, like, you know, I'm never going to met a guy like that and that I'm going to be that interested in. So maybe it would work. And I talked myself into it. And mm. then I put myself in a very bad relationship. And then I had to pull myself out. I could have saved so much time if I listened to that one prayer that I did say, I, I don't feel like this is it. It's so interesting because there are so many people I feel like who are listening, my, myself included, you listen to what you just said and mm. you're thinking like, I immediately think of something. Yeah. It's like, I should have known. Yeah. But you don't because there's like your brain, it's the yeah. logical side, and then you're, there's everything else. Yeah. It's your body. and You want to be optimistic, you right? You want to be optimistic. You're like, maybe I don't know. Maybe this, <laughs> maybe that. Like, who knows? Mm-hmm. Like, there are people that might, love might grow. Blah, blah, yeah. blah. And I, I heard this one quote. It's terrible. <laughs> it just falls apart the second you analyze it, but I like it. <laughs> <laughs> the quote is, make the small decisions with your head. Make the big decisions with your heart. Mm. You know, and I was thinking only in the sense of, who your life partner will be mm. because everything can look right on paper. There was someone that I dated who it like, it was identical on paper on what I was looking for. Uh-huh. Couldn't stand the person. <laughs> really? Couldn't stand them. <laughs> Couldn't stand them. Uh-huh. But it's, it goes, and I really tried talking myself into it. Just like the way you described yeah, I yeah. was like, but you know, it comes from a good family, you know, yeah. has this thing going for them, like blah, 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 blah. It checks yeah. these boxes. Yep. And I'm like, why in the world do I not feel this? Yeah. You know, and then if you have to talk yourself into the person you're going to spend the rest yes. of your life with, just leave. I, you know, I wish oh. I could tell my my previous self that. I wish I could tell my like 21 year old Josh, like, listen. And, and we both know people that are with people and they should leave. Like, well, yeah. they, they should have I made think everyone different... knows someone who should be. <laughs> you're should... thinking about some. If you're not thinking about anyone, Hashtag maybe you, you are the <laughs> Make a trend. <laughs> Hashtag you should break up. Let's just get it all over with now. Uh-huh. No, but it's a real thing. And it's it's interesting because when we've all been in that situation. When you're yeah. in that situation, it's so cloudy. It's hard to see. It's so unbelievably freaking cloudy. Yeah. And it's frustrating because right. you're in that and you're like, I might never meet anyone else. Right. And that's in your head. It's like, bro, you're 21. Like, <laughs> calm down. 
Like, I think that... if you're 79, it's like, yeah, and you know, in 10 years you might die. But you know, it's just one of those things where perspective is lacking. Yeah, and 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 that thing of you know being honest about your intentions because you might think I'm afraid of being alone, and that's a big reason why you're a person with a person that you might should should not be with, and that is a big thing, and it's an honest thing. I'm afraid of being alone, but it's a good thing to think just just a method to think about things you are afraid to be alone but what if the pain of being alone it's smaller than the pain of being with that person and handling what they bring into your life that you don't like so much that that's an important point is you should compare the relationship to what your baseline is when you're single right you know but it, i guess that could also be unhealthy right because like if you're miserable mm. like absolutely miserable when you're single mm-hmm. you might go into a toxic relationship you're like it's a notch better right it's just one percent better than being absolutely miserable right so i'll be in this but the problem with that the problem with that in my opinion is you're losing opportunity cost you're losing the when you're single, mm-hmm. that's sending a signal out to everyone that you meet. Yeah. It's like, I'm not dating anyone. I'm right. available. Yeah. And if there's a girl, for example, who is in this super toxic relationship because she's even more miserable when she's single. Right. And if I know that she's dating someone, I'm not messing with her. Yeah. Like, I, I respect that. Right. I never did that. That wasn't my thing. Right. You so know, you I, take the bad signal out. Oh, yeah. Like nobody if, if can I, see you. If I know she's with someone, if I know a girl is with someone and I'm single... I'm just going to move on and start talking yeah. to another person. Yeah. I'll be like, that's fine. She's with someone. I'm going to, there's plenty of other single people right. and I'm not going to do that. And there's a lot of guys and a lot of girls who will just like avoid someone who's in a relationship because yes. they don't want to mess and be a home, home wrecker. And, yeah. And you, know, you don't know if you are really happy in your relationship or not. Maybe you, you want to get out, but you don't take that step. So nobody wants to mess exactly. with that. Exactly. So I, I, all I'm saying is that I think you can lose opportunities yes, by staying true. in a relationship because yeah. you're basically telling everyone, hey, I'm in a relationship. Yeah. And you're o- the only people who are going to overstep that are probably people you don't want to hang right. out with anyway. Right. But the thing is, being in a toxic relationship, you know, if you're miserable alone, it's it's important to ask why you're miserable alone. And can you solve that? I want sex. <laughs> And that's a that's a big thing for a lot of people. There, there, it's young people struggling with a God given desire right. to have sex. Right. And so that's not a bad thing. No, it's not. But there are other things that can make you miserable. A toxic relationship can can bring you a person that won't respect you, and will make you look to yourself and to the world differently. And lose losing respect, it's so much bigger than. <sighs> Then so many desires you might have you might really want sex but if you do get sex with that person you're going to basically start not liking yourself and not liking your life and st- start losing values that make you who you are as a person that is a much bigger problem than not having sex you know right yeah i was half joking with the sex thing but I, i'd say it's that as a baseline mm-hmm. but so many other layers of you want companionship Right. Even non, it's completely platonic companionship because right. most of the time you're not having sex with that person. Right. Most yes. of the time you're just hanging with yes. them. So there's the platonic aspect. There's also some, there's like this weird aspect that I've realized after getting married that how important it is psychologically, at least for me, to have someone that you're doing life with that can witness your life and you witness yeah. their life. Yeah. And it's a weird way to put it, but it's like when I 
when I was single, like mm -hmm. five, six, seven years ago, when I was first out of college and getting different jobs, I would travel all over the place. Like I would travel to all these different cities and do different things. And mm -hmm. while I was in these towns, I would do activities and like some things I was doing for the first time just to have fun. Mm -hmm. And there were some cool things that I ended up doing. And it was almost miserable. It was mm -hmm. almost more miserable than not doing those things yeah. because you did them completely alone. Yeah, It's like I'm, I'm, I went to the Mall of America in Minneapolis and I, I always wanted to go there because it's apparently the biggest mall in America. Mm -hmm. And I'm walking around and they have an amusement park. They have a theme park inside of the mall. Mm -hmm. And they have a roller coaster. A literal, like you're, you're getting out of the Starbucks and there's mm -hmm. a roller coaster right there in mm -hmm. the mall. And so I'm, I'm, I'm taking this roller coaster and I'm at the very top and I can, I can crest over the hill and I can see hundreds of shops in front of me. And there's like five, six, seven, seven different floors and you uh -huh. can see them all. Uh -huh. And I'm cresting it and I'm like, wow, I am so single right now. <laughs> <laughs> and then I go down and I lose my glasses and it was horrible. But <laughs> you lost your glasses so many times so in your too life. Too many times. I forget they're there. Especially after having one beer. It's like they're not there anymore in see, my you mind. Can't, you can't blame me for not realizing when you are or I when know. you're not wearing glasses because you forget they're there too. Completely, completely. My point. <laughs> point remains <laughs> my point remains that there's like something about doing things and there's no one there to witness them but yourself yeah. that you're like it almost feel, felt empty yeah you know but doing doing something even more mundane but doing them with someone yes it's like we're there and even if we're pissed and we're doing the dishes we're like we're both here though <laughs> and i see you yes and you see me that's 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 part of the thing about posting you don't need to post because you already have someone who saw it and that is the person sometimes you post things like on on your story because you want a specific person to see that story right and oh, that's my a, specific that's person was you now you are in my house if i do something that i want you to see i go like babe come here that, <laughs> look at this it's true it's true <laughs> but that's really profound i think i have never thought about that whenever you're posting you're usually thinking of a specific person right that you want to see that post right that's interesting. I've never thought about that. It's like if someone were to actually take the time to think right before the moment they click post, mm -hmm. is there someone specific they're hoping looks at that? Mm -hmm. When they look later and they're swiping up and they're looking at the views on that yeah. post, is there someone specific they're right. looking for? I don't even look at that anymore. I, I used to look at that when I was still trying to get you. And then, you know, I was like, oh, has, has he seen my stories, you know? Yeah. And yeah. then after we got married and we lived together, I don't look at that anymore. Cause That's so interesting. There's nobody that I'm, it, except that one time that I posted something that I really needed a friend of mine to see because it was an advice for her, but I didn't know how to say it to her face. That's so, you were giving like <laughs> passive aggressive advice. Like, hey, if anyone ever asked me, like, this is what I think about this highly specific situation. <laughs> yeah. She looks at it like, hey. <laughs> yeah. I was oh. like, has she seen it? But. You know? That's so funny. Yeah, so you make your life in a certain way that you don't feel like you have to do that anymore. Yeah. And you don't have to force it. I just don't think about it. We go out, you and I, and I am so glad that you think about this, but you also always think about taking a picture. Mm -hmm. Everywhere we go, you take a picture. You take a picture of, of the dinners we have with friends, of the restaurants we go, of the trips that we make. And because we do um, yearly albums and they are great i love our albums i was thinking today too i was like if my instagram had some of the pictures that we have on my album it would be a hell out of an instagram it would be beautiful because those albums are great so because true. of you i forget sometimes you're gonna take a, a photo of us when we're eating i'm already biting the food it happens every time it's true. and you would just want a picture of us together to remember what we did and it's such a great thing because at the end of the year we go through all those pictures and i forgot that we've done so much 
but because you remember that i go like oh yeah that day was so much fun a lot of the energy i put into my various social media accounts has mm -hmm. now been diverted into just our, us curating a physical album together right. you know right. that's like my new page but it's yeah. private basically because yeah. the only people who can see it can physically come to my house to see it <laughs> right but it, it's right. interesting because like think about like a bird's eye view of our whole conversation today mm -hmm. this whole podcast First of all, we had no plans. Right. It just kind of happened, yes. which is the way a lot of things should be. But yeah. what essentially is it that we're talking about? I feel like at a high level, what we're talking about is our relationship to social media and yeah. how it changed before and after we got married. Yeah. And I think that I, I first of all, I've never heard that conversation really happen mm. because social media is actually really new still. Yes. You know, like our yes, parents spent most of their lives without it. Yeah, I remember when it, it first started. Right. Yeah, I like was our in grandparents, they're still trying to figure out Facebook. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so it's like there there's layers to this where it's like we're the first generation who went through high school with phones. Yes. You know, that's a brand new experience where mm -hmm. now you're you've got this hyper communication. Yeah. And then the first the first uh, social media accounts, which are MySpace, you know, yeah. the Gen Zers, they don't get it. They, they, they woke up with TikTok, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, but we had the MySpace, then the Facebook, then the Instagram. Then right. it, there was, it's like the whole full development. And it's a big social experiment. Yeah. We don't know how this is going to go. Yeah. We don't know if it's related to the mental health crisis that we're having or all well, the school shootings or yeah, whatever. Yeah, we do know that. <laughs> well, yeah, we do. But We have data on that. My point is that they're still hashing it out. And by they, I yes. mean the academics. Yeah. They're still figuring this out. There's still podcasts about like what connects to what. And there's studies yeah. happening. You know, I have my own inclination. I have my own uh, thoughts about it. Yeah. You know, we can talk about that another time. But we're in this really strange time and we're in a really strange social experiment that wasn't planned. And it wasn't like choreographed by, you know, these evil men behind smoky back doors. That mm -hmm. wasn't it. It just kind of happened. Right. It was like a nerd here and a geek there and a business entrepreneur there that just had ideas and they had the Internet and they started utilizing it. Right. You know, and w things changed so dramatically. And. I'm just noticing for the first time in my life how my relationship with it has changed so significantly in the past year yeah. after getting married. Yeah. And I think that should be explored more, but it's really yeah. interesting. It is. It is. And if in our case, it changed for the better. I mean, our pages are, you know, empty AF, but our lives are full AF. So our pages are empty, but our lives are full. <laughs> <laughs> well, yes. you heard it here first. <laughs> Thank you guys for listening. We'll we'll definitely try to continue this and and maybe split off into different different conversations next time. But until then, thank you for listening and we'll catch you in the next episode. See you guys soon. Bye. <laughs>